0: Hello, welcome to I Love Rock and Roll. I'm Ken Krantz.
1: And I am Chip Chantry. Kenneth, happy holidays to you.
0: Ha- hey, it's um. thank you for, ign- I feel like that was your way of acknowledging my little bullshit holiday.
1: I mean, I, yeah, I want to be, I want to be inclusive. I want to be, today is this, is the second day of, of Hanukkah. Is that, yes. is that correct, Ken? Yes. And you're a very, you're a very devout religious. I'm very, uh, I person, am right?
0: extremely. Uh,
1: Jewish and religious. It, yeah. it is literally all I think about. And what is the second day of Hanukkah? Is it like is it like anniversaries like where it's like the wood anniversary or like the diamond like is today like The second day traditionally It's like cr- crazy hat crazy hat day.
0: No, that like, like Jewish kids, like Jewish kids across the country right now traditionally are still getting pretty solid gifts by the okay. second day. Uh it 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 starts to peter out, I feel like, or by the fourth day is when we started getting like like, Oh, here's batteries for all those toys we gave you on days one through three.
1: <laughs> right. So wait, so does you would think that like do some parents like do they ramp up? I would I would think you would ramp up, like start out with the socks and the batteries and be like, This is gonna be for something good and then you end with a with a bang. You no know, doubt. chip, I am
0: uh I am 46 years old. And until you just said that right now, it never even occurred to me that that is the correct way of doing it. Yes. But my family, you would start like the the first night you would get all the big shit. That was that was when uh, that the first night was like the big night. And then you he's, slow he's re- and then you slowly petered out.
1: It is, let's say, religiously, is the first night the most important or is it is it all the same all the way across the board? I I believe
0: this is maybe uh, like the least important holiday that we have. Like, I I, I think we just only do it uh, to make little Jewish kids less suicidal around Christmas.
1: Sure. Sure. Which is important in and of itself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. See, I think I think you should. Start off with a bang, like do a good one, and then let it peter out, and then come back to a crescendo. Like you, you know, like you want Go. your opener to be like a, a great opener, and you want your closer to be a great closer. That's what Hanukkah okay. should be. I don't, I don't let me okay. tell you. Okay. I'm not trying to no. run the holiday here, but
1: you should. But you should, Joe. I think you should be like a like an envoy, it, or what, what do they call that? Like the special consultant. Honor, like, I'll, I'll be a, I'll a be consultant, a consultant to
2: Han- yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I know Christmas really well, and so I but, can tell you
1: some. Yeah, but what you just did, you just you just talked about what. A good comic does a good stand-up comedian. You start strong and you end strong. And uh, even though you're not a traditional stand-up comedian, I want to introduce you because you're one of the funniest people I know uh, and one of the most handsome. I, Thank I, I, you. Yeah, I would say one of the most handsome. One of the. This isn't a I video
0: know. podcast. This no, we we only release right? the audio, and Chip says that to all our male guests.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, I have a chiseled
2: chin, and yeah. I mean,
1: I mean it this time. Uh, our our special our special holiday guest. Uh, this this week is uh, the founder, one of the founders and one at one half of the hilarious found footage festival, which I love. And uh, also uh, the uh, very similar YouTube series VCR party. And maybe my favorite thing on the Internet, uh, another y- a YouTube series, Shatterday Morning Cartoons. That's Shatterday. Yeah. With an S.H. Shatterday yep. Morning Cartoons. Yep. And shit, uh, shit in the past. Yep. Yes. The yes, past, past tense of shit. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, by the way, you're not allowed to say past tense on this. <laughs> and uh, he was also one of the writers of the hit 2015 NBC syndicated series Crazy Talk. Oh, boy, that's at the top of the resume right there. It is. Yeah, we, we were former coworkers, Chip. We were. And he's yeah. one of my old office mates. The one and only Joe Pickett is with. Hi, us. Hi. Hi.
2: Joe. Handsome thanks. funny me. Yes. Hi, everybody. Joe, can <laughs> right. you
1: give Ken and the world, which is like probably like 75 people, uh a a little uh a little commercial for what is found footage and VCR party? Because VCR party and Shattering Morning is all sort of part of that. What uh what do you guys do? It's, it's yeah. one of my favorite things. Okay, so
2: so my buddy Nick and I, we've known each other since we were 10 years old, and we have always collected VHS tapes. Like we started collecting in the nineties, Nick stole a training video from a McDonald's, uh, like a McDonald's, like, and it was like for janitors and it was just multi gazillion dollar corporation. And this is the best shit that they could come up with. And we got obsessed with that. And then out of college, I got a job at a video duplication house where my job was to make copies of VHS tapes and and DVDs and stuff. And companies would come in like I would get a lot of industrial safety videos and the collection grew and grew. And then we decided to take it on the road. We're, we're editors by trade and we edited the shows into little digestible chunks. Like we took the McDonald's train video. We made it into a three minute clip. We had a running commentary over it. And a lot of times we'll try to track down the people in the videos. We give these videos far too much attention than like, They've ever deserved, and we've been touring the show for almost twenty years now. At this point, it's like it's it's all I know. VHS yeah. tapes. So yeah, we have an office in Brooklyn, eleven thousand VHS tapes, no doubles, uh and it's not like movies. We don't really collect movies. It is like exercise videos and and home movies and training videos and safety videos and, and
1: wonderful bullshit like that. So I, I was up there once to to do VCR party, and it was like it's. It's a library. It's a it's an office. It, it's a that fire is, hazard is what it is. It, it really is. It's, it's yeah. extremely family. But yeah, like 11000 <laughs> VHS tapes, not a single feature. I, I think not a single feature length
2: movie. If it's if it's like good and it has a weird cover or something. Well, we have a shelf just for movies, but we don't we don't feature those in our shows. So no,
1: no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: uh, that sounds and, hilarious, it, by the way. It, oh, by oh, the way, it's,
1: it's it is. And, and I'm not just saying this. It's it's one of my favorite things in the world. It's it's hilarious. So they. So they take this on the road. They go to colleges, theaters, uh, wherever, and they. You were just at Philamoca in in. Phil- yes, Phil- where's that venue been all my life? Isn't that like, great? It's yeah, an. It's, a whole, it's oh, an. It's do, so do, cool. Did you ever do Philamoca Ken? No. It's it's a former like warehouse or factory that made basically like mausoleums and headstones, and it's just this performance space now, and it's just weird and and, and amazing.
2: And the guy who runs it, he's a video collector too. So he was like, he had an an autographed picture of Jan Terry on the wall. I don't know if you know who Jan Terry is, but she's like a legend. She's a legend of like the tape trading world. You know, like back in the 90s before like YouTube and stuff, people were just like handing off VHS tapes and making copies. And so Jan Terry was one of those and like one of our first finds ever that we, you know, somebody gave to us. And then we're we're at Filamoca last week and the dude had. An autographed picture of Jan Terry. I was like, oh,
1: where have you been all my life, man? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You guys found a new friend. And uh, so VCR Party is basically – I think you started that during the pandemic. Is that right? Yeah. Well, no. We did it before, but it really oh, took right. off yeah, during the
2: pandemic. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. When people – yeah, once we had a captive audience, then it really took off more. So, And,
1: and VCR Party is on YouTube, and that's basically an online version of – found footage right better. well
2: for that we're trying to watch all eleven thousand vhs tapes so yeah. like i think that we're like 38 percent of the way there so okay. each one each, each week we just pop in a new one and, and see if it's any good so that's where we try out the new stuff for the for the uh, regular show for the live show
1: and i really love saturday morning cartoons uh which is similar but do you want to explain that quickly
2: well so yeah i mean it's, it's basically shitty cartoons from the golden age of saturday morning cartoons so um what did we watch we're gonna watch a captain planet coming up here um have you seen that one captain Planet? i haven't seen that one i saw oh, the uh
1: the panda one with the three pandas oh pandemonium the- like yeah it's just it's just
0: they make oh, it up how, as they go along how did they come up with that title yeah, it's how did they even
2: yeah well there's pandas in it it's panda related so uh it's it must have been at work for days yeah uh, it's so bad it's so bad it's just i honestly like They'd spend no time on these cartoons back then. And I honestly feel like they only have one writer and they don't get any notes. You yeah. know, I think I think that's what it is, because you're like, yeah. how can this be that? But it doesn't matter. Like, I remember we were idiots when we we're kids. Kids are idiots like yeah, they, they just put you know, a flashy, shiny thing. You on. know, three, it's, three,
1: three I, pandas, I,
0: I, I was watching um, I was watching on YouTube over the pandemic. They put out like all the G.I. Joe cartoons on YouTube and I hadn't seen them since I was a kid. So I started watching some of them and it's like, do you remember uh, the ninja, the Cobra Ninja uh, storm shadow? Yeah, he was cool. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had like a Brooklyn accent. Like they gave him a voice that made absolutely, I think they (laughs) corrected it in later seasons, but you see this guy who's supposed to be like the stealthiest, most dangerous, most silent, like deadly ninja on the planet and then he gets through and he's like oh what are you
2: guys up to <laughs> do you know we we get voice actors from these old cartoons on the show and but they all have like there, there's the brooklyn guy then they also you'll 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 hear like a jack nicholson impression or you'll hear like the uh uh the like the sexy ladies always may west you know like they have <laughs> yeah. all these you know hey a big boy they like I, I think that would be the greatest job of all time is to be voiceover for a cartoon. I, uh, you, you just you, you know, you don't even have to take a shower, you know, nope. in the morning like you just show up to work and you just yap. You read somebody else's lines. How yep. easy would. Yeah. You just yep. need to learn a Brooklyn accent and then you're you're set.
1: Uh, have you done the old Laverne and Shirley. Cartoon where where they're like in the army. No, we Do haven't know, done that one yet. God, it's just that one's just so I, I vaguely much. remember that from when I was very little. It was probably like nineteen eighty or something like that. And it was it was yeah, it was Laverne Shirley, and somehow they were in the military.
2: We did Fonzie and the gang. And that that was when I think he was a time traveler. And of course he was. Yeah. And of course he had like a sidekick dog that suddenly appeared. And yeah. But then, and you know, it's funny like whenever they have time travelers or like, you know, spaceships or whatever, they always have all the cliche episodes, like the one where they go to Egypt, you know, and get chased by a mummy. Yeah. And yeah. Then there's one in outer space. And then there's, you know, uh, there's just every cliche. They all do the exact same thing. Yeah. And I think I'm dumber for having watched all these.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, sp- by the way, speaking of cliche, one thing that I hate uh, – I don't hate, but you can tell that they're just running low is when a TV show or cartoon does a Christmas episode. Yeah. Um, and it's just – oh, they're uh, – by the way, uh, welcome to today's Christmas episode of I Love Rock and
0: <laughs> <I know. laughs> It's always bullshit filler. Uh,
2: Writers yeah. got lazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's December. We're tired. Uh, Ken's already gotten two great presents and uh, – <laughs> he's over it. So, uh let's let's jump in. I we're going to talk last year we did an episode with Kahuna, uh, who's one of the producers on the show who uh is a musician in his own right and he released an album called I think it's in the key of Christmas, is yes. that what it's called? And it's great. And uh, Christmas Lights is one of my new favorite Christmas songs. So, we talked all about our favorite Christmas songs. So we'll, we'll dip into that a little bit, but we're going to go to the other end of the spectrum this week. And we're going to talk some of the worst Christmas songs of of all time. So if you gentlemen have any really ones that you hate, feel free to jump in. But I do want to start. The one that we're going to focus on is I think everybody's favorite Christmas. Because if, if you have a good – there's no middle ground when it comes to Christmas. And by the way, I, I want to ask you, Ken. Are you pretty well-versed in Christmas songs? Like are you – you were around it probably your whole life. Like did you dive into Christmas music when you were a kid or did you just stay away from it?
0: I always liked – I don't know how much I love like the traditional Christmas music, but I always liked Christmas rock songs. Sure. And there's – I feel like there's just tons of great ones.
1: Tom Petty, the Beach Boys, uh The Kink, The Kink's Father Christmas one yes, of my yeah. one of my favorites. Uh, Joe, how about you? Were you a big, big Christmas music fan or
2: huge? I'm a huge Christmas music fan. Like I look, I start listening in in November. It's it's a love hate thing, really. I, I think I mostly hate most of the songs, mm-hmm. but like uh, you're talking good ones. Like one that I would listen to year round is uh, Run DMC's "Christmas in Hollis." That's, That's a genu- great, one. genuinely great song. Yes. Yeah, and the video's great too.
1: I just uh, posted. I, I just tweeted that I think uh, the waitresses' Christmas wrapping should be played all year round. Yes. It's, it's the, a great song. You know yes. the wait, you know the waitresses. Merry Christmas. I, uh, Merry yes. Christmas. Yeah. I that don't know one. Yeah, you do. Do I? Uh, yeah, the waitresses. She's a singer. It's like from the 80s. Uh, uh uh Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It should be good. Like she goes all the way around the year trying to meet up with this guy. And then she's like, oh, you forgot cranberries, too. Like they meet at the... <laughs> you you definitely I, of, of right.
2: course i i've definitely heard it but like you're yeah. not explaining it very well i'm not i'm not
1: explaining <laughs> it well at so all some cranberries and okay but anyway yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. so yeah b- a big fan I, I i i love it but i here's the thing i you can't really have like a middle ground emotionally when it comes to a christmas song like it either has to be super fun and schmaltzy and like everything's great you know uh it's it's the most wonderful time of the year like it has to be the most wonderful time of the year rudolph the red-nosed reindeer there's a harrowing story there it's just everything's wonderful or you have to have the worst situation in the world and it has to be sad and depressing and so i think that what makes that what makes a, a christmas song you have to be on one end of the spectrum or the other
2: well, where do you think of uh, Vince Guaraldi's uh, The Peanuts Christmas Falls? Because I think that is, it's almost a start to finish album for me. I have that on vinyl and I put that yeah. on like right after Thanksgiving on constantly. It's a great goddamn album, yeah. uh, except for Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I skip past that one. To, sure. You know, and is normally just- it, it, it breaks a big rule of like I can't stand the sound of, of children singing. It's a mm-hmm. horrible sound. Uh, But that's like all children singing. And for some reason it works, except for Hark the Herald Angels Sing on that album. It's just, oh, it's just, they're like yelling it. They're like yelling the
1: song. Uh, But everything else on that, man, that is just a solid gold album. See, I'm a sucker for kids singing like in the 70s, like not when it's like good kid singers, when it's just like, we just have a bunch of kids from Reseda that we brought into the studio just to yell. Like, I think like, you like, like that? The meatballs theme, like the the, the meatballs, the
0: meatballs. Uh, was a very solid soundtrack.
1: Isn't that a soundtrack? Where I have that of, on and, vinyl somewhere. And all the kids are just yelling. It's yeah. I forget the words of it, but they're just yelling. Are you ready fun. for the summer? summer. Yes. Are I'm ready, ready for some good times. Because <laughs> like, I, I feel like nowadays, like every eight year old child in L.A. who's doing that is like has been on Broadway for eight years and it has like some crazy voice coach. And is like it's like I just want some dopey kid screaming songs. And I think it's funny. And I, that's that's what I enjoy. About.
2: <laughs> I can't but, do it. But Joe, you can yeah.
1: But you, we should say you hate children, though, right?
2: Oh, oh yeah. 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 Let's start. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I should have said. That part first. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 They're
0: their singing is just a byproduct of hating children in general.
2: Right. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, No, but I, you know, I feel like with with Christmas music, I feel like maybe it's like 72% nostalgia, you know, like it it scratches that nostalgia itch reminds you of when you were a kid, but then also like there's some genuinely good toe tappers out there for for Christmas music. There's one that I listen to this. I think this is pretty highbrow of me. I listen to the Messiah. You you know that one where the song Hallelujah comes from? And like, but it's all like super like Old Testament, like unto us a child is given. And like, it's just like, uh, but my dad always listens to. Is Ode
1: to Joy a part of that too or no? Oh, no, boy. it's a different. Um, I don't, yeah, think, I don't so. think so. Yeah, yeah. But ha- like the hallelujah chorus, like that's a big. It's basically it's big listening
2: to the to the Bible. You're basically listening to the Bible when you listen to that. But my dad always listened to it when I was a kid. And then his dad always listened to it when he was a kid. So it's yeah, we're not a religious family at all. But uh, when it comes to the Messiah, oh, boy. Yeah, we get yeah, real that- religious. <laughs> yeah. <You're-
1: laughs> Uh, you, are you a more of a Mannheim steamroller or a Trans-Siberian orchestra? It's funny guy? that you said that, like
2: uh, Mannheim steamroller was my first concert ever when I was like 10 years old or, or 11. I did something so like not a, not yet a teenager. Uh, it was Thanksgiving in Omaha. We were visiting my my grandparents. My dad wanted to see him. He's like, do you want to go to the show? And he's like, you're going to get dressed up. And I was like, yeah, I'll go. So my first ever, what do you call it? A rock show? Sure.
0: Mannheim he, steamrollers.
1: He, what was the
0: that's crazy? That's the show that you popped your concert, cherry. It is yeah. your man, your man Hyman. <laughs> <laughs>
2: My Manhyman! Perfect joke! Yes!
0: That's why they pay me the big bucks. Uh, oh, right. that was a
2: perfect joke.
0: Uh,
1: your Manhyman. Uh,
2: oh, yes, that's where I, I, I burst my Manhyman. Uh, Manheim Steamrollers, <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, man, really, that's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What what was the Mannheim Seamroll? Was it like an orchestra? Like who was on stage? I always
2: thought they were like new agey and synthy, yeah. you know? Uh, so was it yeah.
1: like a band? Did it look like a rock band? Is that the. This,
2: is, this is something I should know. Yeah, it was like a big like orchestra. There were a bunch of I think it was like a baseball team up there, like nine people on, on stage. Sure. And uh, But I don't know. All I know about them is their Christmas stuff. I assume that they did non-Christmas stuff. But that's the only time you ever hear them is like on the Christmas channels.
1: That would be great. I mean, could you imagine making all your money at Christmas and just like touring that from like November, December, and then you just you just get to chill for the rest of the year? I wonder if that's 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 got to be that's got to be their biggest album, right? Yeah. Like, oh, God. Yeah. Heard,
2: yeah, for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, let's jump into one of the biggest selling Christmas songs of all time, and a controversial one of that. At that, it is. 1984's Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid. Um, do you know where they got the name Band-Aid from?
2: Uh, uh, when you get a wound? I don't know. Like, you yeah. have to put a, a Band-Aid
1: on? Yeah, yeah. And they're That's a where band. They got... Oh. So let me let me, let me me walk you guys through this real quick. Okay. They're a band, and they're providing aid Oh. Got it. To people. And then also, like a wound, starvation and hunger and famine is a wound. And they are merely trying to put a band aid on top of it. Two meanings, boys. Two meanings.
2: Wow. Yeah. It just blew my mind with that one. So, yeah. okay. The, okay. The, wow. Is band aid, is that like Kleenex? Is that like a, a proprietary name? Like, is it a,
1: you know, like, so. Yeah. Cause I think it's a bandage and it's like we. Yeah. And, and so, it's like, but we always say. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff.
0: But there's like other ones with different names, like Band-Aid is the actual company name, isn't it? Right.
1: Yes. Yeah. But I mean,
0: it's yeah. just they've all now been labeled Band-Aids
2: Band-Aids. Uh, I
1: wonder if there was like talk of a lawsuit at some point, like Band-Aid was like pissed. Right. Because they made all this money, but they're sending it over to Ethiopia. So it's like they, exactly. you can't. But Or they made
2: Band-Aid more of a household name. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe they, but also it was,
0: um, maybe, I mean, I have no idea. Maybe they don't even have band aid in the UK. The, the,
1: oh, oh, yeah. Like they, like it's like a British name. It's like they just call them like stubbies or something. Yeah. Give me a stubby Pemberton's or something. Ouchie stickers. (laughs) An an ouchie sticker. Uh, Can I have a Pemberton? Can uh, can I have a Pemberton? I got a Bing Bong on my finger. You know, yeah. They just they, <laughs> just say the crazy they have a word again. for
2: everything. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, um, let's let's talk about how Band Aid came about. How do they know it's Christmas came about? It was written in 1984 by Bell, Bob Geldof of the Boomtown Rats. And for anybody who wants to go back, we did about a year ago. Ken and I did an episode. I think with Pat House, comedian yes. Pat House. I think uh, an episode on. Um, we are the world, which we are the world. Oh, actually, live 8, live eight. Uh, which we are the world and live eight. We're both offshoots of Do They Know It's Christmas. Joe, we brought you here because this is the original, baby. This is where it all started. OK. Bob, like, Geldof we are was, the
2: world and all that stuff started with this song. With it starts Band-Aid. with okay. this song. All
1: yeah. right. So Bob Geldof in Boomtown Rats, he had his partner, Paula Yates, was a like a TV presenter and like kind of like big shot in in the UK. And I guess he was kind of in a and correct me if I'm wrong, Ken, I, I think I'm getting this right. Like he was kind of in a a down point in his career, like the Boomtown Rats, like they weren't doing more. he was just not happy with his career. And like there was all this stuff going on. But it was in like October, November. And he sees this terrible news story about the Ethiopian famine and sees all these people, of course, that we saw. For years in the '80s, you know the starving children on TV commercials. Sally
2: Struthers and Sally yeah. Struthers,
1: sure. And right. um, they, uh, he was just he was very moved by it, and he's like, I I need to get out of myself, and I need to do something. So basically, he wrote this song. He had a song that apparently was supposed to be part for the Boomtown Rats, but he 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 reworked it, and then uh, Midge Or the guy from Ultravox was a buddy of his, and was like, Hey, do you want to make this? We'll make a song, we'll give the money to charity. We'll get a bunch of people. So Midge year was like, sure. So uh, he kind of they kind of wrote it together. And Midge, I think uh, arranged it. And um, then Gildorf it- decided he needed to get an all star cast. You know, every big singer in the U.K., and Did he pull a lot of weight? Like were the
2: boom? I've I've, I've never even heard of the what they called the Boomtown Kids, the, bo- the, the, the Boomtown, Boomtown Rats, Rats.
0: They they were they were pretty popular in the UK. I don't I don't know that uh, I don't know that they made too much of a splash over here, but they they I were pretty they big hit, band at the I, time I, in the UK.
1: I don't like Mondays. I think was their mm-hmm. one one big song, right? I don't like Mondays. And but yeah, they they didn't do much. But I think they were a big deal. Plus, he was also his girlfriend, partner, whatever was Paula Yates, and she I think she was a big deal. Like a lot of people say, she was kind of a big the big brain. She may have been Band-Aid. more
0: famous than him at that point.
1: I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so they pulled a lot um, of weight
2: then. Yeah. So they they over knew over there. They, they knew did. they knew they knew Wham, and they knew the whole gang. Over oh yeah, there.
1: Okay. yeah, they knew Wham. Yeah. Uh, By the way, that's that's what I say when I think if somebody's an A list or not. I was like, like they're a big deal. It's like, yeah, they know wham. (laughs) (laughs) These guys know wham. (laughs) These guys know wham.
2: (laughs) They're doing all right. They know wham. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So uh, he decides he's going to go after, and again pull get pull throw his weight around and get all of these big people to do this big thing, uh, which is pretty brilliant. What he decided to do, he didn't he refused to talk to any managers or agents like he's not going to Sting's manager and calling him he's going right to the source going to Gordon Sumner himself Mr. Sting of the Police and like gets him on the horn and was like hey Sting we got to do this thing so Sting will say yes without the manager t- trying to get his 20% or or whatever it is so he creates this whole group of people and it's pretty amazing who is in this group. I'm going to get do a quick rundown that he basically got on the phone. It was Bob Geldof and Midge of course. Uh the guys from U2, Freddie Mercury, uh a couple of the guys from Spandau Ballet. I mean that's you know Spandau Ballet. Come on. It's it's the, it's the 80s. Uh, a bunch of Duran Duran guys. Uh, I'm just looking through this list. Uh Bono, of course, like I said, Paul Weller, James uh George Michael of of Wham! Um, some of the gals from banana Rama were in it. Did she you say boy, George boy, George, and some of the other people from culture club. There's actually a funny story about boy, George on the morning of, they they did the recording in one day and in the morning of the recording, boy, George doesn't show up. Boy, George is obviously a big deal. Uh, boy, George is singing a verse and he called boy, George He's like, where are you You're supposed to be the student? And boy, George is like, I'm in New York. He, he was like sleeping in New York. And so he just got on because it's the 80s. He just got on the Concord and was over in in, in like five hours, was over there and jumped right in and started singing. But um, David Bowie was in it. Uh, Paul, of course, Paul McCartney, you know, so it's
2: how could you say no to it, though? It's just like, do you want to help children who are starving? Like, how, how could they say they have to say yes to this? Right. Who yeah. are the dicks who said no? Do you have that in your notes? I want to know who the dicks were who said no. I don't want to help the starving children. So I know there was a couple of people, and I wish I had this. I can there, I could see Morrissey passing on that. Bro. Yeah, yeah Morrissey <laughs> there did. you go. Yeah, there that. you go. Yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there was a couple of guys who, and I wish I had this up. Uh, some big names. I don't because I, I said stink. Oh, I, I know Phil. Col- Phil Collins sang Phil on it and played drums. Drum, so yeah. Cook, yeah, Phil Collins did it. Cindy uh, Lauper has it, Paul, to be.
2: Yeah. Cindy Lauper has to be in there somewhere, isn't she?
1: No, so actually, they, no. They, the,
0: I, I feel like the only Americans they used were. It's so funny because you think like, oh, we should bring an American in, like, who do you? It's 1984, so yeah. you got like, that's the year of like Springsteen, Michael Jackson, um, Prince, Prince, uh, Madonna, Madonna kind of by that point. Cindy Lauper, yeah. like you said, they, these are all among the biggest stars on the planet.
1: Tommy Tutone. Like, tone <laughs>
0: They're like, somebody get cool in the gang on the phone. We need yeah. the representation of America in 1984. So cool in the gang, I think, is the only American band. Very I don't even kids. know that the whole gang made it. Like, it may have just been cool. It might have just been cool. <laughs>
1: the gang stayed uh, back. Yeah. Apparently cool in the gang. It was just sort of a coincidence. They were touring the UK at that point. So they're like, hey, the gang and also cool. Do you want to come and do this? And they said, yes. So, yeah, they were the only American band to play. There was only one other American artist, a part of this. And that was Jody Watley, who was not even like, I don't think she was a big name at that point. She was literally in the UK, I think, singing back background for somebody else and was like, hey, Jody Watley, come on. And
2: maybe maybe they needed to be in person, you know, because there's they couldn't do it over the phone. There's no such thing
1: as the Internet at that point. Yeah. yeah, So they they had to be there for it. Yeah, so they had to be there. And it was it was a very quick turnaround, too. And by the way, like you said, the dicks who didn't do it. I wish I had that. There was a few people who couldn't be there. And I, I feel like Paul McCartney might have been one of them. Bowie uh,
0: Bowie was Bowie was supposed to sing the opening verse. Yeah. And then he couldn't get there because of scheduling. He's on the B side, like he does a spoken word interlude, there, I think. There's a few
1: guys who yeah but they, like they spoken words, so they added something
0: so they it. they i mean i feel like this is quite a downgrade so they they go from and by the way as like david bowie being my favorite artist of all time i'm i'm actually pretty thrilled that he's not on the song <laughs> but um right yeah so they they went with paul young
2: yeah who who's it's, that he, <laughs> do I know who he is?
0: I think he's saying. Paul he, Young, every he, time I go away. he, had the hit, he Yeah, he did. Time. He did Hall and Oates is uh, every time you go away. OK,
1: you know that song, right? I probably do. Us? Yeah. Every I think it was his only hit. Oh, wait. Did you ever hear that, oh, that one? Can yeah. yeah, Yes, yeah,
0: for sure. There's you. there's, know there's you know, we did that Hall and Oates episode and we talk about uh, what a bitter asshole Daryl Hall was. Yeah. There's there's a great live album. There's a great Hall & Oates live album from the Apollo Theater in New York City. And when they do that song, I guess it was like an obscure song of theirs. And then Paul Young covered it and got a number one single covering it. Now, you would think as the songwriters, they make all that money. They got to be pretty pumped that this English fella decides to cover their song. But sure, in this album, when they introduce it, Daryl Hall's like, uh, we're going to do this song now every time you go away. Uh, this is the correct version.
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
0: oh, oh. Shots fired. Yeah, he, he doesn't even mention him, but he's like, some English guy tried to do it, but this is the correct way of saying <laughs>
2: Do you know, there's there's another cover on uh, Planes, Trains and Automobiles at the end of the movie, you know, when when John Candy's sad and, you know, leaving that song plays. But they do a cover version of it, of the cover, the yeah, cover of the cover. Yeah. It's some yeah. woman singing it. Oh, um, yeah.
0: I hope Daryl Hall didn't find out. He, <laughs> he was
1: he was not pleased. He was he was very, very angry about that. Hey, by the way, that was a fun episode if anybody wants to go back to our Hall and Oates episode. And by the way, I love. Hall notes. They're Philly guys. I love them. They were hit the, machines. But that episode, I learned. Yeah, Daryl Hall was.
2: Isn't he upstate? I feel like I saw him on yeah. a billboard upstate. Didn't Chip, when we went to uh, Sally
1: Jesse Raphael's house, didn't we see a billboard for Daryl Hall? Like he no, has like did, a, a bar up there or something? No, we did not. We did not see a billboard when we were in that van going to Sally Jesse Raphael's house. Yeah, yeah, Ken, we just dropped Sally Jesse Raphael's name because we. <laughs> went we're to not going to explain it. We're not going <laughs> to explain it. We're just <laughs> no, going to we say we did it. Yep. <laughs> we actually drove past. Hit Daryl's. I think it's called Daryl's house. Yeah, it's he's yes, got that, that show. And we we I I remember in the end in the van with Harley, and he was telling a story about how his house is haunted, and he lives next door to Punky Brewster. And <laughs> all of a sudden, in the middle of the story, I just we just go past Daryl's house, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, it's it's up in like Westchester, so, New York, somewhere.
2: Was that the time when Harley fell down the stairs at at uh, Sally Jesse Raphael's house? That was yeah, our, bo- so our so, boss yeah. fell down
1: the fell down the <laughs> stairs at Sally Jesse Raphael's house. It was the best job ever. It was incredible. Yeah. Do, wait, wait. So, do, sh- I guess we should give a little background on that. Yeah. Or should we just leave it as oh, the time our shit. boss fell down the stairs <laughs> at Sally, Jesse, Raphael? <laughs> no, I think we we're just shooting bits
2: for for crazy talk. And like we'd go out there every so often and, and shoot some bits with her. And we became pals with her. And uh, Harley fell down her stairs. But it wasn't like tumbling down. It was like the kind where you like
1: slide down like it yeah. turns into a slide. Your yeah. butt kind of bounces yeah. like like a five year old does on purpose. <laughs> right. <laughs> By the way, I want to give a shout out to Sally Jesse Raphael. Not only was she hilarious and would just nail every line and was just just the biggest professional that I've ever worked. She was just hilarious and great. We weren't allowed – we were only allowed in – she has this beautiful farmhouse. And we were only allowed in certain rooms. And we were there all day for like eight hours. And at the end of the day, me and Joe and Nick snuck into this – remember that other room where she had those skulls? Yeah. They were like – you know, there's like like if it's like tequila bottles or whatever, but they're like they look like ceramic skulls and you know, they have like the cork in it. And we're like in this secret room looking around and she caught us and we thought we were going to be in trouble. And she's like, oh, you guys are in here. I'm like, oh, we're really sorry. And she's like, oh, let me give you a tour of the house. And it took like an hour to give us a tour of her house. Yeah. It was like the sweetest lady. And that's when our boss fell down, fell down the stairs. Didn't
2: she also have a huge painting of herself? Like that, she did. Yeah. I've got I've got a few of those of me. So i, that I get. <laughs> Of Sally that Jesse get. or of you.
0: I've got one of me and one of her. Uh, <laughs> and then one separate. of the two of you together. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And but they're also Ken's are really cool because they're also those paintings with the eye holes cut out. So he can like spy on people who are staying at his house.
0: Oh, you're one of those people. Yeah. yeah. OK. Yeah. I, nice. I love spying through painting <laughs> eye holes. It's like my dad it's like you were saying with listening to the messiah it's like my dad liked spying out of paintings his dad his his dad
1: likes buying. he's just going to down generation to generation
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) um so uh so band-aid is together boys they got the the top the top of the, the the creme de la creme the top of the pops if you will in the uk and they By the way, they wrote this song in like November and Christmas is coming up. They're like, we need to get this out. We need to make some money. So uh, on November 25th, 1984, uh, basically over a 24-hour period, the recording studio was like, yeah, you can have it for free. You can only have it for one day. We'll give you a 24-hour block. And they got all those people together on November 25th, 1984 and banked it out. And then they did like the the backing tracks and all that stuff. Uh, It was – they – it was released on December 3rd. So what? Like yeah, four days. No, it was four days later, I think. It was It four days later. Is that what it yeah. was? And by the way, they didn't even wait till the records, I guess the tapes, whatever it was, the records were pressed. They went just with a cassette, with a bunch of cassettes to radio stations and were like, can you start playing this? And like it just shot to the top. It went straight to number one. It... Uh, it went straight to the UK singles chart and it outsold all the other records in the chart put together for a couple of weeks. So if you took all the other singles together that it 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 uh it, it raised more than that. It raised more than uh 24 million US dollars and between that and then of course we are the world became a thing because Geldof went over to the U.S. and was like, hey, you guys should do something like that. And he sort of orchestrated that with Michael Jackson. And then, of course, Live Aid, which, by the way, if if you're looking for a whirlwind story, Joe, go back and listen to our Live Aid episode. How quickly he put this fire festival thing yeah. of a, a worldwide concert in two locations together, and but somehow pulled it off is like because it, it happened in over like three months. Like and I mean, also
2: this guy is like he's a musician first, isn't he? He's not yeah. like a producer. I guess he is a producer yes. ultimately. But like, is, yeah, but he's a musician first. Most musicians don't have their shit together like this. No. He's like he's really wrangling a lot of. Yeah,
1: a lot of one of my stuff favorite. Here. One of my favorite things Ken. And if, remind me how this went. He when he started promoting live aid, he was like, yeah. And he did a press conference and he was like, Here are all the acts that are gonna he be. He started alive. naming acts that hadn't he hadn't even reached out to them. Like he was, was like, like he <laughs> was
0: like, The who will be there and the who were broken up.
2: Yeah. You, you guys should do that for your podcast. Yeah. 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 He was
0: like, and he, you twos and like and he just counted it. He was just like well, even if I haven't confirmed them, if it's out there in the press, they're going to look real bad if they don't do this. And it just oh, yeah. kind of worked.
1: Yeah, it it, to- it totally worked. So, what, what about are... Feed
0: the World? Wasn't was that them too? Was that Band Aid? That's the, feed yeah, the that's world? that's the same song. It's, that's that's the, the same
1: song. song. Feed the World. Yeah. It's, oh, don't they know? it's no, Christmas it's, time. Oh, I
2: thought it was called Don't They Know It's Christmas Time, but then I thought Feed. It, the, it's the same song. Yes, it's the same song. Yeah.
1: Whoa. Wow. Well, yeah. This, this is like. So maybe this is Usual one of your favorite songs, Joe. Maybe, <laughs> wait this, a this second. Is, it's like Messiah. It has different acts. Right. Kind of. Okay. Man, yeah. this is
2: like the end of uh, Usual Suspects where the Kobayashi realizes, <laughs> all, oh, wait, it's <laughs> the one song. Right. <laughs> the, the, the mug shatters on the ground. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so uh, between Band-Aid and. Live Aid, we are the world. They raised about 150 million U.S. dollars for the famine relief effort in Ethiopia. Give them a round of applause, guys. 150 million dollars. That's, great- yeah, that's Yeah, that's pretty
2: good. Yeah. Now, was there any corruption in there? Does anybody like skim a little off the top? So Did, uh, just turn, turns out. Oh, here we go. Here we <laughs> go. Let's get the juicy stuff here. All right.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, Go ahead
0: a lot of it may have just ended up in the hands of Ethiopia's dictator who spent uh. it on weapons
1: yeah so but but i was in to- his in his defense he did buy the weapons from russia <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they weren't <laughs> weapons
0: used to feed the poor. By like he wasn't they weren't he wasn't buying like t shirt guns but loading them with like pancake <laughs> batter. You know, he wasn't he wasn't like giving them
2: or or like guns to kill animals so that they could feed right, them the animals. Right. They weren't yeah. he wasn't
0: doing that. Yeah. Okay. They weren't they weren't dropping like bombs with seeds into the fields. It was uh
1: <laughs> No crop dusting.
0: Yeah, it was just regular old uh killing weapons. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, OK,
1: guys, here's here's my question. So and by the way, I I think Bob Geldof had all the best intentions. I don't think he ever. So Spin Magazine did this like scathing expose in 1986 about this whole thing, about how like you everybody gave all this money to We Are the World and Band-Aid and, and Live Aid. Uh, it went to the wrong people. I don't think he responded to it. And he was like, whatever he had. I think he had good intentions. Like I don't. Again, Joe, he's a m- musician. He's not a diplomat. So right. he's like, "Look, I made millions of dollars for charity. Here it is, and then you go and spend it on something wrong. I'm not blaming him, but I, I feel like there has to be some sort of regulation or some sort of you know channels that it should go through.
2: Uh, i wonder if they've gotten better at that now you'd yeah. think. But I don't know. I would just always hear these things about like, be careful about what charities you give to. And now, like you, you go through a store, you go to Target. They're like, do you want to round up for this specific charity or you know something like that? And I'm just like, do I do I do it or no? I look like I look like a dick if I don't. Right. But at the same time, is it going to the, you know, the Ethiopian right. dictator? You know, yeah, like, I, I
0: love well. how choosy you, you get with your loose change. Like, I don't <laughs> I'm not sending this 19 cents. <laughs> Anywhere, just willy nilly. What if? What if that funds uh, a world takeover?
2: Hey, I need that nineteen cents. Let me show you my bank account. So, uh, Saturday morning cartoons isn't necessarily paying the bill. So.
0: <laughs> do the not people know? It's, do the people know it's the past tense of shit? And maybe they're not. Oh, maybe we have to emphasize that more. Yeah, yeah underlining. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Maybe uh, some but- stink lines coming out. That's what it is about (laughs) Some flies buzzing around. There you go. Now people (laughs) will put two and two together.
1: Uh, Not to get too off topic, Joe, but one of my favorite things, and I still do this. Not that you get, I think, especially with the COVID and everything, everybody's using cards anymore. How how often do you actually pay with cash with something? But one of my favorite things that I say in my head a lot of times when I get change from – you know, the grocery store or wherever, uh, I will just I've never met the man, but I will in my head imitate your father, uh, Joe, your father, and say, incorrect change, incorrect change. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One of I wasn't expecting
2: things. you to pull that story. Wow. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. My my brother was an inspector for restaurants in, in New York. So he was around walking around Central Park and he'd go, they'd go to hot dog carts and make sure that everything was up to snuff. But a lot of times the, the hot dog cart guys would, you know, give the wrong change back so they could skim a little bit, you know, take an extra buck or something. So my brother would always have his friends, me, my dad was in town, go up and just buy a hot dog and see what the see what, you know, what, if there was the correct amount of change that he gave back. And my dad bought the hot dog. The guy gave him the wrong change. And my dad got so excited and he turned around and he saw my brother. He's like, incorrect change, incorrect change. <laughs> and then the hot dog cart guy noticed it and went over and he was like, Hey, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. I got the uh, here's the correct change. And then was like begging my brother and my brother. Yeah. It was just like kind of sad at that point, too, because I was like, please, please, you know, they get a big fine for that. So and wow, I wasn't expecting you to pull that story out. That's I, I get one. so excited with, about how excited your dad got. <laughs> I'll never forget his face, too. He's holding it up in the air. Incorrect. Was your, was your
0: brother trying to be like a little undercover with the whole thing? A hundred percent. He
2: was like, my dad did not play it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> at all no he was you're supposed to just come over and calmly do it but yeah so no my dad was he's not a undercover cop at all yeah he's a he's a former uh middle school principal is what he is yes. so
1: <laughs> you yep. know it's like he would be the worst like that would be a great show like for him to go undercover and it's like like some like sting operation, and he's like, I paid her for sex. I paid her for sex. You know, he's like yelling into his wearing a oh, wire. It sucks yeah. so bad. It sucks so bad. Oh, boy. Um, his like his fake mustache is like falling off. Yeah. <laughs> so there there was controversy with this that all this money went to the wrong hands. They're buying weapons, not food for these these people. Um, one of the other controversies is just the song itself and how demeaning and condescending and also incorrect the lyrics are. And this is kind of like what I'm talking about, how like there's no – you have a Christmas song. It has to either be super happy or super sad and depressing. And this obviously is the, that second end of it, like super sad and depressing. It's like, hey, we're having a great time here. We're rich. We have all this stuff We're 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 having food, we're having parties, we're giving gifts. But don't forget about these assholes over here who got nothing. And then they're just like these these people are just dirt. And like they're just it's like the saddest and like they're doing it from uh, in a good hearted way. But it's just super condescending and actually incorrect. I
0: think people went a little too hard on the lyrics. Like, it's a dumb Christmas pop song. Yes. And people were like, you know, technically, uh, Africa's 48 percent Christian country. So to assume that they don't even know it's Christmas, shut the fuck up. Just shut (laughs) the fuck up and let them raise money for the
1: starving kids. What what were some of the lyrics? What were some of the lyrics that people don't like? I mean, like, okay. Yeah. So so I got it here. It's Christmas time. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of go through it quickly. But at Christmas time, there's no need to be afraid, which is a very weird way to start out a song. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. Okay. Uh, at Christmas time, we let light in and banish shade, blah, 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 something about smile and joy. We uh, throw your arms around the, uh, the world at Christmas time. But say a prayer, prayer for the other ones. The other ones. Here's where it takes that turn. Okay. Yeah, that feels. <laughs> yeah, like the, oh, the other ones. Yeah. Ugh, the. You know the riffraff. They, yeah. I don't think they were allowed to say riff. I don't know if you riffraff is a British term or not. But uh, at Christmas time, it's hard. Uh, but when you're having fun, there's a world outside your window, and it's a world of dread and fear. Where sounds like only- Fox News wrote this, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> uh, here here we go. There's a world outside your window, and it's a world of dread and fear. Where the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears. What? Yeah.
0: And they made Sting sing that line.
1: Yeah, because it has. And sting he was
0: like, it. "I don't, I don't want to sing." And they yeah. were like, "Shut the fuck up, Sting." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're singing
1: it. Uh, and the Christmas bells that ring, there are the clanging chimes of doom. <laughs> No, that's wait, 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 really what? the lyric. <laughs> yeah, 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 OK, but this is the best part. Here's, here's the best part. And the Christmas bells that ring, there are the clanging chimes of doom. Well, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the one that a lot of what? Trouble with. Yeah,
0: it's like, they made Bono God, sing and Bono didn't want to sing it. And they yeah. made him they made him
1: sing it. And, and he sings it great, by the way, in the most Bono voices them instead of you. Like he he kills it, but it's just thank God it's them instead of you. Like they're they're basically making people feel bad about like how gluttonous they are. Right. And it's like, but it's but, it's also you know, you know Bono's a songwriter too.
2: Maybe consult him. Maybe say, hey, do you have something better? Yeah. You know, like I don't know. Like,
1: this is a I don't know. Like with or without food, that
2: would have been. <laughs> 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 nice.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice, Yes, yeah, that was the dying. second best
2: joke on the show uh, so far. You. After Man, thank
1: Manheim, yeah. Man- I Man. think Bono yeah. would be like the opposite. Like he'd be the great opposite of Weird Al, where like everything's about food, but about people not having food. <laughs> He's reverse I mean? Weird Al. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Instead of like being fat, it's like I'm too skinny because I can't feed my family because there's a drought. You know, I think he, he would. He, and just it, all the song. he just makes every song sadder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, okay. You ready? And there won't be snow in Africa this Christmas time. So now they're naming it. It's like, okay, Africa. The greatest gift they'll get this year is life. That's the only they. Hey, if they live, that's the best gift they got in the Pollyanna where nothing ever grows. No rain nor rivers flow. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? And there, and there, there you go. I mean, it keeps going from there. Here's the, here's an interesting thing too. That I think it's very interesting that Cool and the Gang is the only American group involved in this, because this song was already written. And I always got in my head, you know, it's the big thing where everybody comes in. You know, it's like uh, uh, the greatest gift they'll give is life, uh, where nothing ever grows, no rain or river flows, and we can all sing it together. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? You know, that's the big thing. That sounds just like celebration. <gasps> yeah sell everyone around the world come on come on yeah oh it's God, the same yeah. it's yeah. the same melody right there
2: so okay so they were worried about maybe about like a ray parker jr huey lewis type of thing so they're yeah. like yeah if you like let's bring them on
1: so yeah. that yeah like I, I ain't afraid of no drought you know like that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so okay that, well, that was a brilliant move then Yeah, so I, I, you know, it it sounds a lot. It sounds a lot like that. Do you think
0: he said something and they were like, be cool? I thought you were cool. (laughs) Cool with a K, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I was reading like all the criticism of it and it's like, what the fuck? It's I did like like when when they like the press addressed it to Bob Geldof and he was like, yeah, I was writing a pop song,
1: not a doctorate. Yeah, yeah. Like, shut up. I'm do. I'm trying to do something nice here.
0: And it, yeah. it, it did sort of feel like reading all of that. It did sort of feel like you do like you just can't have anything nice anymore. Uh, well,
2: yeah. I think people just like their Christmas songs to be full of Christmas joy and not the what was it called the 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 the, the, ding, the, the, the clangs of doom or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> the
1: clangs of doom. I, I don't Christmas think these bells. Yeah,
2: I think a lot of people just don't like the word doom at all in Christmas songs. I think that it's just like sure. let's just keep it light. But uh, I don't know. I tip my hat to him for, uh, you know, making
1: it kind of fucked up and scary. I, yeah. 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 Uh, the video is is also fucked up, too, because, they of course, they're trying to bring not just raise money, but raise awareness. So they're like, look at all these horrible scenes with these children dying, et cetera. And because to a certain extent, this is. You know, the the beginning of this when people are really starting to become aware of it. It wasn't because I feel like it just became like every time you turn on the TV, there was a commercial about it. But this was sort of the beginning of that. He obviously saw it on, on the news. But um he did keep it going, guys. So they did that in '84. They did We're We are the World, I guess, in 85. And I had of the We are the so, world poster up on my wall. I had that. Yeah, that was a good picture. I had the cassette. Yeah, I had the cassette. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then of course, Live Aid was in '85. But they brought the band back together in 89 for Band-Aid II, Band-Aid II, uh, there, although there were only two original members of Band-Aid that came back. So of all those big hits, of all those huge stars in 84 – only two came back. Do either of you guys want to take a guess who they were? I will say they were two members of a a band that I believe I mentioned.
0: Well, I know no Bono came back because he didn't he sing that part again?
2: He came back in 2004 oh, okay. for Band-Aid 20. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say Wham. I'm saying Wham. It's a good guess. Um,
1: I think I mentioned this group. Household name? Uh, you, you know this band. Yeah, you know this okay. group. I mean, uh, it's not super household, but yeah, uh, it's it's a it's It's Bananarama. Oh, it's Bananarama. Yeah. Two of the gals from Bananarama. You don't even hear
0: they they they're all regulated to sing in backup. Like you don't hear.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't think they're like, yeah, that uh, now, again, I wasn't a huge British pop fan in, in 1989. I was 11 or whatever. But uh, there, there are definitely some people you definitely know. Quincy Jones, Kylie Minogue Uh, a big fun I've heard of uh, Lisa Stansfield wet 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 I've heard of oh you know who you know who sang in in 1989 Uh, Joe I believe this was your favorite band in 1989 Technotronic oh Oh. pump up the jam pump Pump it up jam while your feet are
0: while your feet are
1: stumping stumping, you know work that body for me did you say
0: Freddie Mercury was in the first one
1: because said, I don't remember him he, he's, like being part of. that, But apparently, I he, don't uh, according him. to Wikipedia, he was.
0: He wasn't in that. Maybe he was like one of those background or B side guys. How could you have him be the background though? I mean, you I need mean, him. Such to. Like maybe he sh- couldn't. Uh, I mean, same with McCartney and and Bowie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they should have the,
1: called a They should have
0: called it Band Aids if they gave him a more prominent role.
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> they'd have to pluralize it, all capitals. <laughs> So they made uh, they made it again and it made a bunch of money. They re-recorded in 89. And then for the 20th anniversary in 04, they did it again. Some pretty big names. So Bono was back in 2004. Uh, Tom York from Radiohead. (laughs) Natasha Bedingfield. She was somebody who was pretty. I think Natasha Bedingfield. One Direction. One Direction. Uh, uh, Actually, One Direction was, I believe, the. 30th anniversary was One Direction. Oh, wow. They keep doing, they keep they trotting keep, this thing out. keep trotting oh, Wait, they're out. doing yeah. the same song? They're doing uh Yeah, I, and I don't even know if they, I, I meant to look this up and I forget. I don't think they switched the lyrics too much or anything. I think it's pretty much the, the same, but it... Clangs, yeah, Cl- clangs of doom. Yeah, clangs of doom. Dido, who was popular then, the Darkness Coldplay was involved in 04. Uh, uh, McCartney was in two, 2004. I'm just looking through the Snow Patrol supergrass Travis mid-year was back Robbie Williams and then Band-Aid 30 in 2014 Bono was back again baby clanging those bells of Doom <laughs> Sinead O'Connor Chris Martin from Coldplay Ed Sheeran the band Bastille Sam Smith uh those were the, those were the big ones so yeah okay. so they they've had like four or five different iterations of of Band-Aid of uh do they know it's Christmas and people still People still keep buying it, huh? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Hey, guys.
2: Uh, Big fan or or not? Um, I hate that song. Which one? The Feed the World. Yes. No. Do they know it's Christmas? Isn't it? What's it called? Because I saw. it's the same. Do they know it's Christmas? Christmas? Is it a parenthetical thing? Uh, Let's take a look. Okay. Cause I, I felt like it was called feed the world, but maybe I'm uh, whatever. Um, yeah. No, I'm fine by it. I don't turn the channel when it comes on, but uh, I, I don't get excited. I don't seek it out. Like I do the Messiah. Yeah. Um, if it's on great, that's fine. We'll, we'll, write I but a, I, I want to listen a,
1: to it now with these, this knowledge of these new lyrics. Holy shit. Yeah. Maybe that's, changes everything. Joe, like knowing you, like with those lyrics, like this might become a favorite of yours now. Like you're going to like it more. I'm going to see it differently now. I'm going to listen to it differently. So. Yeah. I have a I have a on my at like iTunes in my Apple Music, I have a Christmas playlist that I have that's sixty-three songs, three hours and eighteen minutes, and I have not included that can't be uh, on there, Christmas, right? Christmas song. Yeah, I did I I've hand selected these songs and I do not have that song on this uh on this. What,
2: just, have we talked most hated at this point? Most
1: hated uh songs? Chris, Christmas songs? So I have just a couple more uh besides that that's a that's, uh, one that people really do hate on uh one of the other most hated is and i'm pulling it up um i think we just have to dive into it, boys is uh christmas shoes oh you know, i love that one christmas though. shoes i love Ken, that are you one familiar
0: christmas shoes yeah that's
1: for, for, for mama or something yeah was, yeah yeah because she's She's uh, it's It's about it's about a. It's sung for it's it's a group. New song is the name of the group. And it's sung from the perspective of a guy shopping for Christmas. He's not really in the mood. I think it's Christmas Eve. And there's a little boy. I'm sure he's got like dirt on his face. Right. There oh, has yeah, to yeah. Be dirt on his face. Right. Right. And
2: yeah. he's he tiny Tim. Buy, basically.
1: He's yeah. tiny Tim. And he yeah. wants to buy new pretty shoes for his mom. Uh, because she she doesn't have nice shoes and because he heard that she's going to meet Jesus tonight uh and is like dear sir can I buy the I want to buy my mom these shoes she's going to meet Jesus tonight she's she's sick she's gonna die and so he ends up he doesn't have enough money for it so he ends up paying and buying the Christmas shoes she's on and her deathbed she's on her
2: deathbed. on bed. her deathbed
1: she's what so does die. she
0: even
2: need shoes for
1: because she's gonna yeah. meet Jesus Ken <laughs>
2: she running to him like what? But
1: is that how is that how it works? Does it say in the Bible, like your, your shoes go with you, like your your whole outfit goes with you? If if you meet Jesus, like it's a it's kind of oh, like a, a semi formal event, you know, like where it, it is. a It's kind of like when you meet the captain of the ship, like if if, if you're on a cruise and you're like, you sit at the captain's table, like okay. you have to dress up. A
2: but this kid's bit. assuming that she's going to heaven. I mean, maybe, you know, it, yeah, hell's in hell is an option.
1: Yeah, it's not out of play. Just right.
2: Yeah. Huh. No, that that is a fantastic song and the video is even better. And oh, I think that it was so goodness. popular that they yeah. they extended it into like a Hallmark movie, like a 30-minute Hallmark movie. Yeah. And we have the DVD of it and uh it all tells the whole story and and, and all that. So, yeah, it's Was it who who sings that new song? Yeah, Cuz I think Bob Carlyle, Carlyle did it too, didn't he? Bob Carlisle, the butterfly kisses guy? Remember oh, I bet he probably kisses? did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is I mean, I wonder if he Did he do, um, I'm looking at, because that's along the same lines. Butterfly Kisses is just a, I can't can't do that. Oh,
2: yeah, it makes you want to vomit. Like it's so (laughs) saccharine, it's just, yeah. But in the best way possible. Can you
0: imagine getting the Jesus in some old beater shoes? Yeah. (laughs) You want to look good for him. I know, and he's standing there in sandals and you're like, why was I even
1: sweating this? I know. By the way, I have to apologize. Maybe Bob. Maybe Bob Carlisle did originally write that. And I got that. I wrong. think he
2: did. If he if didn't, he, I bet he was pissed that he didn't.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what my favorite Christmas song is that you never. I've never heard it on the radio one time. Um, De La Soul has a song called Millie Pulled a Pistol on Santa. Oh, no and way. If you think. If you think uh, Feed the World is dark, Millie pulled a pistol on Santa, tells the story of a teenage girl whose father is a department store Santa and is uh, sexually abusing her. <gasps> oh, it's a serious song. It's out, it's out of Funny. It's uh, It's oddly enough dark and funny. As, as funny as you can make a song about, uh, incest. Um, yeah. so the father sneaking into the room at night, sexually abusing Millie. And what? then Millie one day, he, he was a Macy's department store Santa. And then Millie one day has enough, gets a gun from one of her friends, shows up to Macy's and shoots her dad in the Santa Claus.
2: Oh, my God. Is this based on a true story or is it from like the sick minds of De La Soul?
0: I think it's just from the sick minds of De La Soul. It's on the album. De La Soul is dead. And uh, it's like you have to seek it out. You'll never hear it on the radio. But it's 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 a pretty
1: solid song. It's like Chris. It's like Christmas. Janie's got a gun. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Janie's got a gun. Yeah.
2: Oh, wow. Boy. Yeah, I wrote that down. I wrote down Meatball soundtracks. So I got uh, I got my playlist for the <laughs> oh, day. Man, you were, you're going to be in a weird headspace
1: today. You're going to be a very weird headspace.
2: Uh, my most hated song is, and I do listen to like Christmas radio, and this one comes up hourly, and I have to turn. Fucking 12 Days of Christmas. Oh, oh yeah, that, that one's song's the worst. It's just, and you're just counting along with it, so you always know how much further you have to go.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: It's, it's not, like it's, it's like doing push-ups or something. You're counting. It's like oh, I'm only at five right now. It's Like <laughs> oh, they're only at like seven days of. Christ- we still have five more days of Christmas. So this repetitive song, and like what are twelve days of Christmas? That's that's like old timey shit. We don't do that anymore. Like no. it's, it's just no. one day of Christmas. And that's it.
1: It's I used to – when I was a very new comic, I used to do a bit about that, about Christmas. It's like so they came to my – house. somebody came to my house and they – because it happened to my buddy. He was – we were at his house for a Christmas party and these Christmas carols came. And so we're like, oh, this is nice. And they sang the 12 Days of Christmas. So he's just standing there with his door open, letting the heat out of the house for like 15 <laughs> minutes. And it's like it's like it's nice for the first verse by the third verse. It's like, all right, man, by like the seventh verse, he's like, get the fuck off my lawn. You're like, it's <laughs> like this is just it's it's way too much.
2: Yeah, we had carolers come to the house one time. I'll never forget it. My my family's kind of a we're a bunch of cynical assholes, so uh, we, we can't enjoy anything. So yeah. like they came to the they're like, wait. And then they start singing like these people who are our neighbors and everything. And we're all kind of like I have two younger brothers and we're all kind of nudging each other the whole time and yeah letting the heat out and like okay we have to sit through the song you know they're going to do more than one yeah um yeah we, I, i'll never forget it it was it was harrowing uh, yeah and look. just acapella singing in front of you is just oh it's it just, makes you uncomfortable right because then very you
1: had so because usually this is one of the few cases where the that in stand-up comedy sometimes where the performers outnumber the audience yeah so there's like yeah it's weird i never thought about that three people standing in we've the had shows like that too actually right oh, yeah, but i it, think we all know. have yeah. but it's like there's 12 people 15 20 people caroling and there's two people so you can't just like hide in the audience you have to like smile yeah. and pretend that you're enjoying this
0: can't be looking oh. at your phone
2: yeah oh no, you can't yeah yeah you have to fake a smile and, and do you clap
1: at the end? Or that was beautiful. Like, what do you what do you say? Or do you offer them some figgy pudding or so, you know, like, you know, do you have to give? <laughs> oh, God, it's it's like at least with trick or treating. It's like it's a child and it's done. It's like, here's your Snickers. Get away from it. Yeah, it's also like, like
2: it's, yeah, it's the forcing Christmas down your throat kind of a thing. Like, you're going to enjoy Christmas with me. And, you know, like, the, think about like the, the what is it? The Christmas Carol with like Scrooge and everything. Yeah, the guy doesn't want to like Christmas. That's fine. Like, let him, let him, what, what, is, thing. what is? Why is he the jerk? Yeah. For
0: the whole town is like, we got to make this guy appreciate <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. It's like maybe he knows there's a world of gloom and doom outside those doors. <laughs> yeah. It's fear and dread.
2: Right.
1: Don't like he's secretly down. giving his yeah. money to Ethiopia, which is actually going to buying <laughs> arms from Russia. But, but know, he's he sending it for that specific purpose. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. He knows yeah. why. He's yeah. sending them the guns directly. Yeah. Yeah uh th- just real quick there's a couple and we got to get out of here uh, it uh there's a great one by john denver i think uh from 1975 please daddy don't get drunk this christmas <gasps>
2: yes that's oh, a that sounds, great one that sounds yeah i to a, check yes. That's yes. I've heard that one. one yeah
1: uh from i think it's 1980 I, I guess it's from the star wars christmas special what can you get a wookiee for christmas when he already owns a comb <laughs> And it's a very silly thing about robots wanting to buy him a present, but they already got him a comb last year. So what do you buy a Wookiee? How about start with pants? (laughs) Yeah, he's got that (laughs) thing over him. Yeah, he's like he wears a
0: giant belt. No pants. That's why it's slung over. His yeah. shoulders. Yeah. Get him some of oh, his
1: waist.
2: His dong is just hanging out the entire time throughout Star really Wars. It's really distracting. Yeah, his, it's like, his I, enormous
1: I, set of balls too. Like you always yeah. see it
2: throughout the whole movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I want to learn about the force and the empire, and I'm just looking at this Wookiee Wang. It's empire. hard
2: not to stare at, at chewbacca's dong the whole time
1: it really is it really <laughs> especially is. when the red thing comes out of <laughs> the Yeah, that's, and he just he just starts licking it and he's like just let him and han sol is just like just let him finish just let by him the finish. end of the movie you get so used to seeing that
2: that yeah, you know like, it's okay. not a big deal anymore but no not yeah. at all
1: yeah uh and finally let's let's wrap it up with i i want to know your guys take on this one it's loved or hated grandma got run over by a reindeer hate hate yeah hate. I, instantly I, I just I can't I I remember thinking when I was like seven years old the first time I heard it I was like this is the height of comedy <laughs> and ever since then I just I I can't Elmo- it's in
2: the it's in the same vein as the uh, uh, was I saw mommy kissing Santa yeah uh, that one too yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't do it the, the the novelty songs you know what I heard the other day was the Shirley Temple uh, I'm getting nothing for Christmas have you uh, listened to that one yeah. before I didn't realize that's a, another Temple. child singer. Which, yeah. like, grates on my nerves. Yeah. Uh, but you gotta listen to that one. That's just yeah. like a, and she's, she's yell singing it too. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Hey, yeah.
0: Where do you stand on uh, Paul McCartney's simply love having a wonderful love Christmas time? I'm one of the so few people who love that so song. So here's, I for years hated that song. Every time I would be like, oh God, this gotta be the worst Christmas rock song ever made. But somewhere in the last few years, I've noticed, like, I don't don't hate that song as much as I used to. And then it's like, and then I heard it the other day in the supermarket and I was like, I think
2: this is actually a pretty good Christmas song. Yep it grows yeah. on you i didn't like it initially right away I, I think i hated it but then it's one of those things you hear it like 15 times every year and it just grows on you it's like yeah it's a it's at a glacier's pace but finally you yeah finally you come around yeah it's I've I've, I feel around like, it's like a,
1: pe- a pendulum thing too where it's like the public opinion switches. like it's like okay it's fine and then and then it was just kind of overplayed so then i think that's what people it, i i feel like the mariah carey song you know, all I want for Christmas is you yeah. like starts out. It's obviously a good song or at least a popular song because so many people like it. it's played all the time. But then for years, it just got overplayed. Everybody hates it. Yes. And then it'll come back at some point and be like, oh, it's actually catchy song. And, you know, people will yeah. enjoy it again. Uh, yeah. Before we get out of here, uh, do you got Do either of you guys have I've won. I might have mentioned it on last year's, but it's still my favorite Christmas song. I, I just discovered it a couple years ago. Do you guys have a either just all time favorite or even just like a under the radar one that people should know about to put on their Christmas playlist this year?
2: Uh, Well, I'll say this for our show, for our live show, for Found Footage Festival, we had this video from like 1998. It's this family called Dean and Company. They're out of Birmingham, Alabama. And they're this super ambitious family. They're like all Christmas kooks. You okay. know, like uh, they're like people out there who go fucking gaga for Christmas. Like John Waters, I know that he's just like a huge Christmas guy. Mick Foley, the wrestler, mm-hmm. he has like a, a Christmas room in his house. Like people go gaga for Christmas. This whole family's full of them. They do this annual uh, talent show on video that they did at the public access station. And it's grown into this huge thing. And they, they have their own original songs. We played in our live show, and then we we did a little research, and they're still doing it. And uh, the like, but they've gotten good. They've learned how to use Adobe After Effects, and they've learned uh, green screen technology, and they've reproduced. Now their kids are seeing these songs. Look up Dean and Company. The, their new one hasn't dropped yet, but 2021 is just incredible. It's an hour long, and they're doing like sing, song and dance, of course. But then there's like karate, and there's magic, and and they're all like just. Christmas, the fucked out. Like they are so Christmassy. Again, it's gonna want to make you puke.
1: I don't. I, I I don't mean this to sound condescending or mm-hmm. or misconstrued anyway at all. I'm just. I'm simply asking. Ken, uh, does Hanukkah include karate or magic at all? <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: Uh, uh. No. No. There's there's no magic. There's no. The magic of Hanukkah is uh, they tell you the story. About how one one day's worth of oil oil lasted right, yeah. eight days and then eight days worth of oil became a story that we wouldn't shut up about for thousands of years. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so that's the magic.
0: That's okay. the magic yeah. is right. right. we're okay. still talking about it. Yeah, that's a pretty yeah. good magic trick, actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Karate, no. Most uh I feel like uh I'm not saying anything too out of pocket. I I most Jews I, I feel like are not coordinated enough for karate.
1: For karate. Yeah. Understood. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be good at everything. That's that's okay. That's what we like about it. Uh by the way, I, so I am checking out Dean and Company. I see yeah. the 2020 Christmas special here. I'm gonna watch that. Uh yeah. Ken, do you have a you got a favorite? My favorite is uh
0: I don't know how often you hear it on the radio this time of year. My favorite's The Ramones, uh Merry Christmas, I don't want to fight tonight. Like I that song is just a great punk love song. Like I I that's in my regular playlist. That'll yeah. come up on shuffle all times of the year.
1: Yeah. Uh that's that's right up there with uh The Pogues, Fairytale tale New York. Yeah. That's like a great one. Um I, I I will say uh by the way, I will never ever ever turn off Dominic the Donkey if it's on dominic the donkey comes on (laughs) and it's just i love that Uh, i gotta say my 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 favorite i I just discovered a couple years ago and unfortunately the singer just passed away like honestly i think a couple weeks ago uh is just like christmas by the band low uh just like christmas low i that is a song that i'll listen to all year round is uh is is just like christmas by the band low and uh so i like but uh we gotta, we gotta get out of here. We gotta wrap this up because it is almost Christmas.
2: Yeah, Ken, right. I wanted to congratulate you on uh, the Manheimen joke. It's, oh, thank uh, you. Probably <laughs> the greatest joke <laughs> of 2022. I don't know how you're gonna top I'm that, but that squeaking and in right under the wire. Yep,
0: congratulations <laughs> on you. that. I was thinking yeah. that could be a good title, but with or without food feels much
2: more appropriate <laughs> to Band Aid. <laughs> you could do the pr- parenthetical. You could do that in Manheim and steam yeah. <laughs> <Manheim> steamrollers. <laughs> yeah, steamrollers. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, uh, so, uh, Joseph, if people want to find you and send you audio clips of children singing, or if they want to find out more about Found Footage Festival, uh, where should they go?
2: Oh, we're easy to find foundfootagefest.com uh, on YouTube, Found Footage Fest. Uh, look up VCR Party. Uh, we're touring, we're setting up our tour for this spring. So, check out our website. We have all the tour dates there. Yeah. And then, of it's course, a- Saturday morning cartoons, which is shit in the past. Shit. Yeah, I think
0: you have to really stress that if you're going to want Shattered- it to succeed. Maybe i will
2: find
1: like a turd font or something like that, <laughs> you know, like this, that probably exists. George can make one. I. I yeah. Would assume. Right, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ken, uh, what do you got?
0: Come. Well, I think we'll put this out. I think we'll put this out Christmas morning. So yeah. um, come see me Wednesday, December 28th. Stress Factory, seven o'clock. All right.
1: Uh, and what about you? At, at Krantz Comic. At Ken Krantz Comic. If, uh, if Twitter is still a thing. Uh, I'm going to be, if uh, if anybody uh, in the Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania area is uh, listening, on Friday, January 13th, Friday the 13th. I'm going to be at Steel Stacks in Bethlehem. Oh, I love that, that venue. I not that, that a great venue? Yes. It's one of my favorite places in the world. Uh, so I'll be at Steel Stacks in Bethlehem on Friday, the 13th of January. And, of course, find me at Chip Chantry on Twitter and Instagram. And at uh, uh, at Rock and Roll Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Find us there. And uh, rate and review us for Christmas. We would love for you to do that. So, uh, uh, gentlemen, happy holidays. Merry Christmas, Joe. Uh, thanks. Thanks so much for uh, joining us and uh, talking, talking to uh, Yuletide, uh, Yuletide Carols with us. I'm
2: glad I got to tell uh, the incorrect change uh, story. <laughs> yeah. that, that's yeah. a Joe Pickett deep cut. So, uh, yeah. yeah, thanks it's for one of my favorite. One of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All
0: right, everybody. Merry Christmas. Right. See you next week.